Howdy, y'all, and welcome to The Daily Grind with your hosts, John and Carla. Howdy, y'all. So grab a mug of your favorite brew and get ready to become the sharpest tool in the shed when it comes to water cooler chanter, conference room banner, or job site small talk. Mm-hmm. Carla and I are going to give you the rundown on today's date, share some interesting historical facts, and then we'll toss out a few random musings just to get your brain gears turning this morning. And then I'll offer up a few thoughts to ponder on our walk with Jesus. So if you're ready, Carla. I'm ready. All right. Well, then let's get this show on the road. Let's go. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to brew your brain. It is Wednesday, September 27th. And on this date in 1905, Albert Einstein's paper entitled, Does the Inertia of a Body Depend Upon Its (laughs) Energy Content? Introduced the equation E equals MC squared. It was published on this date in 1905. What? Okay. 1905. That's crazy. That is crazy. And on this date in 1908, Model T number 0001 rolled off Henry Ford's assembly line. Wow. That changed a few things. Yes, it did. And on this date in 1912, W.C. Handy published the Memphis Blues, which is considered to be the first blues song. Oh, well, that's exciting. And on this date in 1954, The Tonight Show began broadcasting coast to coast on NBC. (laughs) The Tonight Show. I love that. I like the Johnny Carson years, but I believe perhaps Steve Allen was the original. Steve Allen. Yes. And he was so innovative. Like, there's just a lot of things that we just go, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. They were doing way back when. Yeah, he was genius. And also on September 27th in 1998, Google launched its little old search engine. Oh, <laughs> Google. I know. Google. <sighs> now, September 27th is Chocolate Milk Day. Okay. It's Corned Beef Hash Day. Okay. Not sure I want that with chocolate milk. Ooh, yeah. It's Crush a Can Day. (laughs) Okay. And it's St. Vincent de Paul Feast Day. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now is that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. If a statue of a horse in a park has all four legs on the ground, then the person on that horse died of natural causes. For real? I think there's exceptions, but as a rule, there's kind of a statue code. Like if they have uh, no one idea. leg raised up, it means something. And if they're rearing, you know, it means they, right. I mean, yeah, there's all, but anyway, four feet on the ground, okay. natural, natural causes. Okay. A, a group of vehicles is called a fleet. A fleet of vehicles. Yes. Yep. Modern peanut butter was invented as a source of protein for people with little or no teeth. That's reasonable. Yes. Yeah. I know. We just use it for all kinds of stuff now. Right. There is a sound effect, which is called the Wilhelm scream. What? Yeah. 
And it has been used in over 200 movies and TV shows since 1951, including Star Wars. Really? Yep. So you should go Google the Wilhelm scream. Okay, because you're not going to demonstrate it for us? Nope. Not going to do that. Just like I didn't demonstrate the Tarzan yell. Because okay. it's trademarked. Right. So. Okay. We'll yeah, do. That's, I'll look yeah, into that's, it. And that's the only thing keeping me from doing right. it is copyright <laughs> infringement. The phrase upside down really has three directions in it. Upside down. Upside. Up. Down. Side. side down. 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 Okay. Right. When a group of badgers is called a seat. C-E-T-E. Seat of badgers. A seat oh, of badgers. Seat of badgers. That's a, I just never would have in a million years guessed that. So, me either. That one. Some you kind of go, oh, yeah, I could see that. Romp of otters. I like that. <laughs> we cry when we're happy because the hypothalamus in our brain can't tell the difference between being sad or happy. It's the same chemical reaction. Oh. I know. I thought the hypothalamus was better than that. <laughs> okay. Okay, chemistry. Got it. Yeah. It's okay. just, it's, think about it. It's like a computer. It's a binary system. It's just zeros yeah. and ones. Yeah. I don't know. I'm feeling this. Cry. <laughs> I'm feeling this. Cry. Cry. Okay. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln is in the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. No. Yeah. Okay. So you read about like he was the president, you know, who grew up in a log cabin and you know split logs, you know, rails for a while. But he also wrestled. I did not know that. Yeah. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame wrestler. I don't know that he was like you know the world champion of anything, but I think right. it was because he grew up wrestling that the people who have a wrestling Hall of Fame are going to go, oh, we're putting Abe Lincoln in there, right? Because he was a wrestler. Because he was a wrestler. Yeah. Got it. In his younger years, he wasn't, you know. Probably the best student film of all time. Would you have any idea what it would be? The best student film of all time. Uh, not off the top of my head. I'm thinking, hands down, I, this is like a one horse race. It would have to be Schindler's List. Um, Steven Spielberg turned it in to finally graduate from the California State University of Long Beach in 2002 after he You're dropped kidding. out in 1969 oh. and had to finish a project. And he goes, oh, oh yeah, God. this. <laughs> How would you like Schindler's to finish class? <laughs> Talk about killing the curve. <laughs> Thanks, Steven. <laughs> Thanks. Oh. <laughs> what a bummer. I got it. Spielberg's class of oh, 2002. Gosh. <laughs> and now it's that time on the Daily Grind to enrich your faith. While the decline of biblical literacy has been really well documented, the Bible still has 
high esteem and extraordinary staying power in our everyday conversations. So on today's episode of The Daily Grind, we're going to dive into everyday phrases that have their origins in the biblical text. And then tomorrow, we're actually going to look at phrases that people quote all the time as though they're from the Bible when they're not. So whether or not you're a committed Christian or an ardent atheist, we all use phrases or words from the Bible, particularly the King James Bible, often without realizing it. Because everyone had that book, and it was in the common vernacular, so its phraseology became part of our daily lexicon. So let's get started. This is not an exhaustive list. I'm just going to hit a few as an example. How about escaping by the skin of your teeth? You know, when an action hero narrowly escapes or just avoids imminent danger, we say they escaped by the thinnest of margins, the skin of their teeth. Surprisingly, though, that phrase comes from someone who didn't seem to escape at all. After all of the calamities Job endured, he says that he escaped with his life by the skin of his teeth in Job 19.20. Or, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Now, that is a quote often attributed to Abraham Lincoln, like most everything on the internet. It's not right. But while the 16th president of the United States did use that phrase in a famous speech, he didn't invent it. Jesus did. When rebuking the Pharisees who accused Jesus of casting out demons because he was possessed himself, Jesus used that phrase, and it would later be used by Lincoln. Or how about this one, a drop in the bucket? It's an idiom that means something small or insignificant, like the taxes I pay are just a drop in the bucket uh, when it comes to covering the national debt. To demonstrate the enormity of God, the prophet Isaiah coins that phrase in Isaiah 40.15, where he says the nations are like a drop in the bucket. They are considered like a speck of dust on the weighing scales. Or how about the word behemoth? It's football season, and so you sometimes might hear an announcer speak of an offensive lineman as being behemoth. It means someone or something really big and massive. And for God, it was the perfect example to show our friend Job how tiny he was compared to God. So in Job 40, 15 through 24, he told the suffering Job to look at this gigantic animal that he had created. Or how about scapegoat? When something goes wrong, oftentimes those in leadership look for a scapegoat, an innocent person to take the blame or the fall. And that really sticks pretty close to the original use in in the English translation of the Bible. In the Old Testament, two goats were chosen for the Day of Atonement, and one was sacrificed. But Leviticus 16.10 speaks of the scapegoat, which had all of the sins of Israel placed on him, and he was released into the wilderness to carry away the sins of the people. Or the phrase, gird your loins. It's another phrase frequently used in sports when someone girds their loins, they're getting ready to do something strenuous or difficult. Modern equivalent really would be like to roll up your sleeves. Again, 
This is used in Job 38.3. It also shows up in Paul's letter to the Ephesians in chapter 6, verse 1. And it means to tie up the loose or long-hanging clothing so that you could set about the work that's in front of you. Or how about the writing is on the wall? Certain events seem to lead inevitably to specific outcomes. And when you see something that predicts an obvious conclusion, you might say the writing's on the wall. However, the origins of that phrase, ironically, describe a situation that wasn't so obvious. No one knew what the writing on the wall in Daniel 5 meant until God gave Daniel the interpretation that the kingdom would be taken away from the king. Or have you heard, a leopard can't change his spots? Now that phrase has provided many musicians a lyrical turn of phrase. Supposedly, you are what you are. And just like a leopard can't change its spots, a person can't change their nature. Now in the middle of God describing the sinful nature of his people in Jeremiah 13, he maintains that they are stuck in their ways and cannot change just like a leopard and his spots. Or how about the phrase, bite the dust? Is there a Western movie that doesn't describe someone dying as having bit the dust? I mean, we use it today to speak of almost anything that has broken down or is no longer in use. And while that exact word didn't originate in the Bible, the earliest citation that we have is from a Scottish author in 1750 who drew the inspiration from Psalm 72, 9. That Psalm has a prayer that the enemies of the king will lick the dust. I don't know about you, neither licking or biting the dust sounds too enjoyable. And number 10, the letter of the law. A person supposedly can obey the letter of the law, a literal interpretation, and miss out on the spirit of the law or the intention of it. If you're a parent, you know how close kids can get to hitting their sibling without actually hitting them. Well, Paul in 2 Corinthians 3, 6 talks about how the letter of the Old Testament law brings death, but the spirit gives life. They weren't supposed to live by the letter, but receive life from the spirit. And the last one we'll look at today, salt of the earth. If someone is salt of the earth, they're a good person. You can count on them. They're dependable, honest. At least that's how the phrase is often used today. In Matthew 5.13, Jesus said to his followers, that they would be the salt of the earth. But like many other biblical descriptions of Christ's followers, it became known less about who and more about what. In other words, less about our identity as Christ's followers and more about behaviors. Okay, there you have it. 11 everyday phrases with roots in the Bible. So whether you're a believer or not, it's just clear that this amazing ancient text continues to shape our language and our culture today. So the next time you use one of those expressions, remember it has some divine origins. I want to thank you for tuning in for another episode of The Daily Grind. I am always humbled that you have chosen to spend some time listening to me on this podcast. 
If you got something out of this podcast, subscribe, rate it, review it. It helps other people find it, share it with your friends. And again, we'll be back tomorrow looking at phrases that people quote from the Bible that aren't actually in it. So until tomorrow, grace and peace to you in the name of our risen 